Hi, welcome to Tabletop Transmissions. This is a podcast about being queer and tabletop role-playing. Uh, joining me tonight... Er, hang on, I forgot who I was. <laughs> it has been, a, been that kind of a week. It has been a week, let me tell you folks. I'm Liz. Hi, it's Cassie. And hello, it's Fran. Okay, gang. <laughs> it is... It, <laughs> Um, it has been a week. Yeah. It, yeah. Things are rough. Uh, things are, things are, things are scary. So we are going to distract everyone tonight or whenever you're listening. I don't know. I'm not the boss of you. <laughs> um, because who is, who is the boss of them? <sighs> <clears throat> Existential question. It's okay. It, we can we can move on. <laughs> I'm sorry, that one broke me for a minute. <laughs> like I haven't I haven't been stoned in over a year. <laughs> like, it's like oh who is? Yeah. Oh, it's a stoner thought. I remember those. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not since See? last. Not since I was in California. See, that's what I'm saying. You need to come visit Washington when this thing's over, and then there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Visit Washington and and uh, not have to worry about justice security clearance. That would be. Oh yeah. 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 But anyway, anyway, folks. Anyway, anyway. We got a treat for you tonight. Um, you all may know I am a fan of the fourth edition of Dungeons and Dragons, <coughs> arguably the most reviled edition. Inarguably, I think, really. Uh, okay, fair. Uh, however, <laughs> I am going to present my defense of fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay, before we begin, I, I want to qualify Franz and my... Um, feelings about fourth edition mm -hmm. uh and and say that um fran has only played fourth edition the once um and i have actually never played fourth edition i've only run fourth edition hmm. i when ran you say the, when you say uh, the once you mean in one campaign one yeah i mean i ran the module mm -hmm. the um the um initial the module that was, mm -hmm. yes and i and i actually have all the core books um, because when I got it, I was excited because I was terrified of even considering running uh, 3.5 because it's so fucking complicated mm -hmm. uh, of a system. And so I got the books I, I, and yeah. I got keep on keep on the shadow fell because it's like, you know, it's a new edition. We've got to try it. Hey, I've heard it's easier. I'm going to try running it. What the hell? And uh, I ran Keep on the Shadowfell, and everybody had a tremendously good time, and everybody decided they never wanted to play 4th edition again. <laughs> um, and so since then, we've been making kinds of jokes about 4th edition. I believe there are two wonderful things about this edition. I mean, I agree that coming off 3.5, 4th edition was so gamified and simplified <laughs> video gamified that um there are plenty of of issues that older gamers had with it 
Um, but the two things that I would say to defend it are it's it was incredibly easy to run and the DMG was the best DMG I have uh, out of all out of uh, the first four editions because it was all game mastering advice. It was all, hey, you can do this. You can be a game master and very, very supportive. Unlike, say, first and second edition, which was all um, technical stuff. Mm. Um, those, those. So, I mean, anything that we say is going to be qualified and colored by the fact that, A, we are much older gamers than you. And uh, D&D 4th edition was not our first rodeo. And B, and, and we had spent, you know, what, 15 years playing 3 and 3, 5. And mm. uh, B, uh, we only played it, the I never even played it, I just ran it. We only did it the once. Mm. So, that is perfectly fine. I am not here to change anyone's mind. Uh, because I, I feel it, it, it's which editions you prefer, I think, are very personal. Um, very true. So I want mm. to explain where I was in the summer of 2007. Because that's when that's when the game came out. Or around that time. That's when I picked it up, I should say. Mm. Yeah. So, the summer of 2007, I had just graduated high school. I... Oh, my back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Out my back. <laughs> I had just graduated high school. Uh I was severely depressed. Uh I was not looking forward to college. And uh yeah, I just I, I was just tired. Um uh I was working at Camp Rockinan, which will go on to become uh, one of my favorite places in the entire world. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so much so that uh, I have a friend who is now currently the camp ranger, hmm. and in flagrant disregard for the Boy Scouts' uh, uh, LGBTQ bias, uh, mm-hmm. discrimination, uh-huh. general ass hattery. Mm-hmm. Uh, when all of this is over, I am visiting, and we are walking around camp. Damn right, cool. But anyway, that's so what if, I... the, if, if there's a camp ranger, is there also a camp rogue and a camp uh, magic user? <laughs> um, uh, so okay, so it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, there was <laughs> when we worked there, <laughs> because we were all nerds and we were playing fourth edition. Mm-hmm. Ah, I see. Um, So we picked up 4th edition. I had not played since 3rd edition. And 3rd edition, I picked up the the original 3.0 books when I was in middle school. Oh, my God. I didn't understand those books. Uh Like, when I found Call of Cthulhu, I I was like, I was in high, that's when I was in high school. Uh Uh-huh. I was like, oh my god, this makes so much more sense. 
This is I the gotta, game I, I gotta play. say, I, I, I love the fact that you're sitting here going, 3-5 is incomprehensible. But, no, it's you know, third edition. A third edition is incomprehensible, but, you know, the 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 unthinkable horrors from Beyond the Stars, yeah, that, that I can grok. Yeah, yeah, no, that <laughs> I understand. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you're arguing your point well. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> so, uh, 3-5, for me, is still incomprehensible. I do not like it. I do not like Pathfinder. Uh, I have not tried any other, the second edition or Starfinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and the reason being, um, the for me, 4th edition, for me, 4th edition is friendly. And maybe it's the mm-hmm. it's the art I like. I, I, what drew me in first of all is the art. Mm. People are going to make fun of the big shoulder pads. I know, <laughs> but I hey, hey, we were adults in the eight. We grew up in the eighties and we're adults in the nineties. We cannot make fun of big shoulder pads, mm-hmm. or actually, no, that we have to make fun of big shoulder pads, but we have to acknowledge their influence on our lives. Fair. Uh, you yeah. were also reading comics in the '90s, so yeah, yeah, big shoulder like, pads and lots of pockets. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I can make fun of you for pockets, but either way, oh, yeah, I don't want to though, because that would be mean, <laughs> and I don't like being mean. And foil covers. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I, listen, listen, I played. Oh God. I, I played. Sorry, I think I games. I understand foil covers. <laughs> I think I may have just given Cassie flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Cassie, yeah. did you did you buy Venom? Venom number <laughs> one. I, I did not. No, I I was not buying most of that mm-hmm. stuff. But in the early nineties, I was working in a comic book store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And oh my god. <laughs> Robin three, the horror, the horror. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what drew me in, first of all, is the art. Um, I liked the art. I, I still like the art. Yeah, it's, it's that cool. art. That art to me is what D and D is. It's. Mm. I don't like grim, dark antiheroes. I think there's a place mm-hmm. for those, but I think there's also a place for hey, we are heroic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I like it. Uh, looking back, it reminds me. I think um, looking at it, it reminds me of the current Shira, Prince of the Power, Princess of the Power. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I okay. maybe not all the way, but I get, I get the same feelings looking at mm-hmm. that art as I do my favorite pieces of fourth edition art. Huh. Okay. It's so funny because it's funny what you associate with D and D is definitely predicated on on when you really started because mm-hmm. I associate like Dave Trampier and um, mm-hmm. uh, what was it the 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 wizard shooting someone um, with a bolt on horseback in oh. um, the DMG I think it was in the first edition uh, book. Oh, God. I mean, I think about that. And, you know, the art that Watsi has done is all nice and pretty. But And, of course, in second edition, it started getting pretty. But I think about all those mm-hmm. old art 
And that's kind of what I associate with the scrappy D&D kind of. Yeah. Errol Lotus and. Yes. Like that. Yes. Speaking but, of I mean, a great name where you're like, that's got to be an alias, right? It, nope. And it wasn't. Um, yeah. But I but so I think a lot of this does totally speak to when you really started gaming because mm. fourth edition was the new hotness when you started. It was. And bear in mind, because my primary role playing up to that point had been Call of Cthulhu. Mm. Right. Um, I um, So, but anyway, so I picked up fourth edition and we were playing it and we played through Keep It the Shadowfell. Or keep it was on a, the shadow. Uh, I can't mm. remember. It was a fun. I remember it being a fun module. Mm-hmm. Most of what I remember about it were lots of goblins. I think there were yeah. lots of goblins. Yeah. Um, I. I <clears throat> oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and an incredibly fun NPC that I got to do, who was sort of a traitor, that um my party almost adopted because they loved the way I was uh portraying the npc and let them go they weren't supposed to survive and the party let them go <laughs> <laughs> no but isn't but isn't that always mm-hmm. the case yep. yeah 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 <laughs> so for me like like i said my my party we were we were a bunch of young not, not young we were a bunch of you know 18 year old kids mm-hmm. and we for me, I I like tactical miniatures games. So for mm-hmm. me, the combat was a lot of fun. Um, but I also really liked um, a lot of the tools that gave game masters. Agreed. Yeah, I think I um, that. I still use <clears throat> skill checks. Mm-hmm. Like in in my D and D games now, I use I use those like. Yeah, that yeah. was a great. That was a great. <laughs> I, I mean, what I remember is I remember reading through that and going, "That is, that's fantastic. That's a great idea." Mm-hmm. My, I think the problem, the problem that I had, and I think generally the problem that we had with fourth edition, is um, uh, it, it's not the miniature tactical combat because the people who were DMing our three five. Uh, games were mostly insane tactical combat mm-hmm. people. Uh, miniatures were all were required. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the um, it was the powers. It was the feeling that um, it was the it was the it was the the feeling that we weren't playing a D and D game. It didn't. It had a very very different feel than every game before it. Which mm-hmm. some of which got carried over, the best of which got carried over to fifth edition, but also um, they incorporated a lot of previous stuff as well. Yeah. So I mean, I, did, did, what did you think about the powers and things like that? And, I uh, I really liked the powers. Um, powers for me, that was one of the key things I liked about it because one, um, it, it it just it gave everyone on their turn a moment to be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it really so uh something that kind of got drilled into my head not drilled but something I picked up mm. from listening to podcasts and things when like right when the they were coming out like when I was in high school. Yeah. 
I used to load my iPod with role-playing game podcasts. And um, one of the things that kind of kind of came up was um, like spotlight time. Mm-hmm. Like yep. making sure everyone has that moment to feel cool. And for me, Powers gave everyone a chance to feel cool and do something tactical and useful. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and um the, now and that is not to say that I do not have a problem with them. I, I think there are two main issues with with powers. Um, the first issue is no player ever decided what they wanted to do before their turn. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. Like that was a that was a, that was a problem. That was something. Like, I kind of had to teach my group. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, while we're doing this, make sure you're thinking about what you want to do. Pay attention to what's going on and mm-hmm. kind of think about your powers, what you want to do on your turn. And so that that was the thing that happened. Um, and then the second thing was there were some times where power, like, like, players thought they they could only do what their power what their powers were mm-hmm. like it's like mm. it, i it didn't they got overly locked in on that yes and i would have to tell it was like no no, no. hey what do you want to do and they're like well i want to try x y or z it's like mm-hmm. cool here's how we do it and uh i could and, and that that was just that's just what i did i i mm-hmm. But again, yeah. that's something I kind of had to train players for. Mm-hmm. And I could see if you weren't, because you know, I played Call of Cthulhu, and I'm used to, yeah. like, okay, this doesn't quite make sense. <clears throat> what yeah. do it like this. Yeah, mm. and and more to the point, Call of Cthulhu, the players don't have any power. <laughs> no, they don't. No, so, they don't. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all about, you know, what clever thing can I think of? can I think to do as a mere mortal that might possibly throw this situation a little bit more in our favor? Yeah. And that's the thing. I think previous editions of D D had leaned towards that instead mm-hmm. of, I mean, third, third, third and 3.5 with the feats had kind mm-hmm. of started moving towards the power thing, but it was still what you could figure out to do with what, you, with, with, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't a, um, it wasn't a superpower. Um, but, um, I mean, first of all, the nice thing about the powers is they got rid of the, um, once you hit a certain level, just stand back and let the wizard do their thing. Uh, that's, aspect. So that, that's uh, the other part of it. I like, yeah. yes, everyone mm. felt like, I feel like at all, I played, I played 30 level games right up until Epic tier. Mm-hmm. I yeah. ran it. I ran, I ran a dark sun game that went all the way to level 30. Oh, nice. I love Dark Sun. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, oops, I got... I was just going to say, I remember Dark Sun coming out and thinking, what the hell What the hell is this? I, it was while I was working in a game store. The original mm. second edition Dark Sun coming out. Yeah. And I was like, that is weird. I've never played in it, but I thought it was wild. I, I, mean, I, have, wild. I have the revised Dark Sun box set. Mm-hmm. That is complete with cloth map. Oh wow! And RPGA advertisements. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
so that actually brings me to the other thing I liked about fourth edition. And this isn't necessarily yeah. about fourth edition, but it's, <clears throat> it's something that started to happen during fourth edition. And it, it, it was organized play became a little bit mm-hmm. more codified and easier. Yeah. Well, that's because they added all the internet um, tools and stuff like that. And I think that helped organize. Yeah. I'm going to get to those in a minute. So hold that. Okay. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. So for me, and again, bear in mind what we stated at the beginning is that, that what flavor of D and D you like kind of is when you started to play it or where you started to play it. Um, certainly can be yeah and for me in college i <laughs> shocking i was not a happy person mm-hmm. uh undiagnosed uh gender defo- gender dysphoria some ptsd mm-hmm. yeah uh all sorts of stuff floating around there um it was not a good situation but once a week i could come out of my shell mm-hmm. and i could go play and be an adventure and be useful and, and, and help. And it just, it felt good. It yeah. felt really good. Oh, um, I totally understand that. Yeah, I do too. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> you're, I mean, you're, I, yeah, let's go ahead, Frank. Our friends group exists um, in part because we play D and D together and people went, huh. Fran's not actually this weird nerdy asshole. Yeah, I I just I had the extreme good luck of happening to be on a dorm hall with Vincent Baker. And um basically he kind of he he, he was just this incredibly nice guy who saw a kindred spirit got me involved in, in his role-playing game in cyberpunk game. And then things exploded from there, meeting all kinds of people. So yes, gaming was definitely mm-hmm. gaming. Definitely was the reason my college life worked. Yeah. And I, sure. I, I unfortunately in a small West Virginia liberal arts college, yeah. <sighs> didn't, yeah. Didn't have that. <laughs> um, uh, remember remember that Vincent came from uh from Mormon country and so I just got lucky he happened to be <laughs> to choose true. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um so, <laughs> so organized, you never know. <laughs> that part but that part of organized play really meant a lot to me. Uh, and yeah. Um, that's part of what I associate with fourth edition just because Mm -hmm. of, of, of how good it was. Um, so the thing, so there are also things about fourth edition. I, I I have a love hate relationship with, (laughs) um, the first being the online tools. Mm. I, for the majority of fourth edition, I had a, I had a subscription to Dungeon and Dragon magazine. Mm. So I was getting, so oh, I, I, sorry, go ahead. There? Yeah. No, uh, I just, I was just saying, oh yeah. Uh, when they canceled Dragon to put it online, I was so pissed. Yeah. I was so pissed. <laughs> but then, but that got us Cobalt Quarterly. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. true. 
Okay, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I love the comics. <laughs> no, that's very true. I I understand that. Yeah. But um, but I had a subscription to that. I was using the online tools. I was a very much a part of that ecosystem. Um, and it it made making characters so much easier. It was almost a necessity with the powers. I mm-hmm. I for a couple times when I got to play, like not a organized play, but just a home game, mm-hmm. I did make a character by hand. I just wanted to prove it could be done and that it would play <laughs> fine. But the fact that there was near constant errata mm, yeah. made me feel yeah. like well, why why did I buy the books? Yeah. Um now I mean, I'm it can clearly be I was just gonna say it can clearly be played as written, but um yeah, yeah, there were there were issues with that. Yeah, so did not care for that. Um I, I get why they changed it, particularly as someone who did organize play. I get mm. it. I do. But it made it feel it made me feel frustrated. Also because uh you know, because I'm autistic, I don't like change. Mm. Yeah, I can dig it. That that is a change is a big big trigger for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So suddenly finding out these books that I love and treasure aren't right. Mm-hmm. That made things very hard. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, but 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 it's not all bad. Um, I I I feel like the the tools definitely were were awesome. I would give anything for fifth edition version of those tools that wasn't D and D beyond. Mm. Yeah. I've never used beyond. So I have only made characters by hand. Yeah. I, I, I want, I want the GM tools back or GM DM tools back. Those were what I used most of all, but the encounter builders Mm. were awesome. Having literally every monster ever published at my fingertips. That's incredible. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was great. Uh, I also liked how monster as a G as someone who game mastered most of the time, I liked, I liked the monsters. Like my monsters never felt boring. Uh-huh. Um, and so fourth edition mixed bag overall. Um, yes. Yeah, so, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, like, it, it's, I under, trust me, I understand the complaints. I get why people do not care for it. Um, so however, one, oh, sorry, okay. go ahead. No, no, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I keep no. interrupting you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. So one of the things that we didn't like, um, and this is actually going back to powers, is some of the powers made less sense for some characters. For example, um, I don't remember the name of the power. Oh, it was, um, it was, it was basically a fighter could hit an, hit a, a, a do damage to an enemy in order to heal one of his comrades. If I remember correctly, um, something that, like that, that. Was, that was actually probably a warlord power. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a warlord power. Because warlords yeah. were all about buffing your friends and hurting mm-hmm. your enemies, and that's—I mean—that's the other thing is it really took um, the video game 
gamification and the categories involved in video gamification to a new height, um, Uh which felt much more limiting to us because we were used to kludging together all kinds of fun, neat characters. You didn't have to be a support character, a a controller uh, controller, or that DPS kind of thing. Yeah. And so for, for, especially for someone like me who does not play the video games, I mean, I've never played an MM, uh, MMRPG. I've never played. Um, uh, I, I, I barely played most regular video games. Um, it felt very alienating, but it did lead to lots of jokes, um, like friends mm-hmm. joke about the power. So once a day, when you die, mm-hmm. you can, um, because a lot of them were 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 um were phrased that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, fifth edition had adapted and changed in a way that feels more satisfying mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. Um, does that make any sense to you, Liz? It does. It does. Um, so for me, yeah. I saw that cause I actually really liked the warlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made martial characters super interesting to me. Cause mm. Because mm-hmm. I'm 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 all about that warlock life, <laughs> but um, uh, can, can I guess what you're playing in our upcoming game? Well, okay, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. <laughs> um, so small side tangent, and then I'm going to come back to the warlord to that power. Okay. okay. Um, so I don't know. I may have told this story on the podcast before, but so my middle name is Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, my middle name is Hope. Because when my egg cracked, mm-hmm. I was making a I was making a character for a fifth edition um, for fifth edition game. I was mm-hmm. making a warlock, mm-hmm. and I was um, thinking of her backstory. <clears throat> and I I I just kind of thought. Um, I'm trying to think of how to put this. I just kind of thought, what if when this this character who was desperate for help, mm-hmm. uh, her friends were being attacked, she didn't have any power of her own, she needed help, which, mm. yeah. which good lord, should have been a cry that I realized that I was in an abusive, <laughs> yeah. in an abusive situation right there, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. She needed help. She needed anyone to listen to her. And this other, um, this, this being from outside of our world, the lady in Amber, heard her call Mm -hmm. and said, I will give you everything you want, the power you need to save your friends and who you really are. Mm -hmm. And I realized, ah, fuck, I'm trans. <clears throat> yep. That's how uh, we get you. The lady in amber, that's so <clears throat> cool because that's exactly oh my god, that's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah an elder an, an eldritch horror that is uh not, you know, mind breaking, mm-hmm. but more ethereal and ununderstandable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh she needed me to oh, find a book. Uh, and open it and read it. 
never did quite get to explain that, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that character's name was Hope. She was a warlock. Mm-hmm. I love warlocks because I love the idea of stealing power from the gods. Yep. Mm. Um. Uh, of taking, of using the system and saying, "Then fuck you, I'm doing what I want." Uh, <laughs> we gotta get you in a scarred lands game. It's yeah, like... yeah. Warlocks really are the epitome of be gay, do crime. Uh-huh. Yep. We- Yep, and we are getting her in a Scarred Lands game. Oh, yeah, though. we are. That's right. Yeah, Sarah <laughs> just pointed that out, too. Yeah, two weeks. But, um, but anyway, so, yeah, back to my, back to the Warlord. So, I liked Warlords. Um, I liked them a lot. Um, and so when I would see a power like that, it's like, okay, you do damage, and you get to uh, give a buff or healing to your your uh, ally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that was an opportunity to role play. That was a yeah. fill in the blank moment. That was how does that happen? Mm-hmm. So that could be because uh, I also never liked the idea of hit points or like oh you get stabbed you lose five hit points. For me, hit mm-hmm. points were always endurance. Mm-hmm. Like how am I? How like 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 you're getting worn down until the killing blow. You yeah, get, you're, you're a Call of Cthulhu player. I am. I am. <laughs> um, so it could be like um like a like one of the moments from the Lord of the Rings where like Aragorn's fighting, and he, he gives a shout of encouragement to Legolas, um or help or give offers a hand to help them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that gives someone you know a bit of, a bit of an inspirational buff. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. I've got to keep fighting. See, I can I can see that now. And yeah, hit points were always intended to be exactly the way you mentioned. We joke in our first edition game that oh, you know, you're fine. You've got two hit points. You're on your feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because technically speaking, it's only when you hit zero that you go down. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, we just didn't, it just didn't feel that way to us. It just I, felt very, mm-hmm. it, it felt like less role playing, but the way you're explaining it is a lot better than the way it, we, that it played for us. So that might be a limitation that, uh, um, a bunch of people who'd played, uh, three, five since it came out were having rather than, I don't know. And 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 I don't know why I do that. I I always try to work role play into mechanics. I like role playing. I, do I too. mean, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Fran, you played you played in that goose game. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Uh, so you you've kind of seen how I play. Mm-hmm. Uh, now imagine that, but serious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So I, I I I understand where you're coming from. It takes a little extra work to get there. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I would see gaps, I would kind of see that as a sign of okay, this is what I'm supposed to fill in with role play. Mm. And that gave yeah. that gave a lot of really interesting moments during the game where. Um, where mechanics drove <clears throat> role playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
maybe if we'd played it more than just the first module, we would have um, happened. We would have felt some of this as well. So some of it's just on us that we just didn't like the feel that we got. Play. I mean, um, everybody I had can, fun, but I don't know. I can what do you raise think? a. I can raise a point, which is that uh, one of the things with 4x that I think they corrected in 5x. That was actually a problem in 3, but because 3 was such a mishmash of stuff, I don't know that people necessarily noticed it, was that 4X still had a lot of this, these are the rules and you follow them kind of mentality. Whereas 5, they went way out of their way to say, by the way, DMs, if it's not fun, don't do it. I think if they had done more of that in 4, I probably would have liked it a lot better. If they had said, look, do what makes sense. Um, in the explicit way that they that they absolutely do in the five x stuff, um, that might actually have made a that might have made a difference if they said basically, look, this is the mechanic, wrap it the way that you want. Um, that um, would have because I mean, we I don't I don't know I don't remember that they didn't say that maybe I there, didn't bring there that were, across. There were some powers that had like descriptions of what they were in them. Mm -hmm. So there was some of that. Um, so what, so that, so what we have been talking about mainly is the original fourth edition. Mm -hmm. Now, if you weren't playing fourth edition at the time, you might have not, if it just wasn't on your radar, you might have not mm -hmm. been aware that there was effectively a 4.5. Hmm. And that was D that was uh, D and D essentials. Ah, mm. uh, right. I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, D and D essentials was an interesting product line. It, there were a bunch of box sets. But first of all, I love box sets. I'm a sucker for box <laughs> sets. <laughs> uh, if someone said they're coming out, even though I am not anywhere near playing. D and D right now. I'm playing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm playing I Hunt. If someone said there was a a new box set, <laughs> if it looked cool and had cool stuff in it, I would probably pick it up. Mm -hmm. um, well, the new Essentials box set was pretty darn cool. Yeah, I, I I have it right over there. In fact, <laughs> yeah, I have, I actually have not gotten it yet. I'm hoping, uh, knock on wood, if Gen Con happens. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely for beginner players. The, the cool thing about it is it's got everything you need for this small campaign that they have a module for. But yeah. if, if, if you have, it's not a necessity if you have other, um, if you have, you know, the books and things like that. I just, I happen to get it for free. So, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> well, anyway, it's something I might want to look into, but I know yeah, what, it's fun. um, so the but the essential products were they were a couple box sets. Um, well, so there were game master box sets, and then there were two players handbooks. Mm -hmm. um, and I can I, I am blanking on the specific titles, but they were always heroes of something something. Mm. And they they were like they were so a couple of different classes were split into different books like. The ranger, rogue, uh, warlock, your kind of shadier classes. Mm -hmm. In one, your wizard, druid, 
That uh, that sounds a lot like what they did for second edition too. It it actually it, it yeah it kind of is. Um, but um, sorry, I think so. Anyway, so these boxes <laughs> came out and they were a lot less structured. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came with ma- for for game masters. They came with maps. They came with a bunch of different resources. They were slightly simplified. They weren't as comp- things weren't as complex, but they I shouldn't say complex. They weren't as spelled out for you as like the original fourth edition books were. There were lots of room for interpretation in role playing for more spontaneity, spont- uh, spontaneity. And I really liked those books. Um I thought they were great additions to D and D. Ultimately, they weren't enough to save the save fourth edition. Um, fourth I edition. Also, I, I also think I was going to say, um, and not only were the sales not good, but I also think it was not tremendously popular within Watsi, just from having joked about it with people mm. who work for Watsi. So that's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. So, fourth edition, though, um, I've got a book sitting beside me that I would I want to talk about a little bit. Cool. This is a... We, we don't have a lot of time, but um, <laughs> sitting in front of me is a copy of 13th Age. Have, mm. uh, have either of you played this or heard of it? I've heard of it. Yeah, so, I know of it, but... This book was created by Rob Hanso, Heinso and Jonathan Tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, they were two key folks on fourth and third edition respectively. <clears throat> mm. This game kind of marries the best of both of those games. So it's a little like fifth edition in that sense. In that mm. sense, but it takes more of fourth edition's DNA. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are powers and things, but it's complex. I want to run this for uh for um for you. Uh, I want to I want to run this mm. for um for everyone at some point, <clears throat> just because I'm curious. Like, I have a quick start that I want to do, just because I'm curious to see what folks think. Actually, Thirteenth okay. Age. I somebody recently um. Uh, read our book and asked for, wrote a review, and as their reward, um, as as folks may know, um, if asked, I will write them a uh, a haiku on any subject they ask for, and I believe this person asked for me to write a haiku about Thirteenth Age. I'll let you borrow my book. <laughs> <laughs> I no, 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 no. I, I did it actually. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. I mean, I've heard good things. I generally like Jonathan Tweet's stuff. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite role playing games of all times. Wow. Um, it's <laughs> it's made. Um, again, folks, real sorry for this. I'm sure some of you are dead. I apologize. <laughs> um, it's by Pelgrane Press. Of course, it is. Or at least it's pub- <laughs> It's published by Pelgrane. The, the the folks who wrote it, they have their own kind of imprint, Fire Opal Studios, mm. but it's published by Pelgrane. Mm. 
but so so that legacy kind of lives on. I I for me, fourth edition is going to always have a special place in my heart. I know yeah. it has problems. I know it is not what folks wanted, but it's what I needed at that moment in time. So I'm I'm partial to it. Absolutely, it got, it got me through some rough places, and it. I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't think it deserves the hate it gets. And I kind of wish people wouldn't make fun of it so much. <laughs> but I understand why they do. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's in, a, in some ways it could be compared to second edition, which was also looked at as a cash grab and <clears throat> stuff like that. Um, after a while, anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, and what what and second edition okay. is always is always going to be important to me because that's uh that's when I started really playing D anD D. Yeah, and 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 I, you know, it's just one of those things where I kind of wish, I kind of wish we as gamers would be nicer to each other. <laughs> yeah, edition wars suck. Um, I'm not going to besmirch anyone for liking something like I, 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 I mentioned earlier, I don't care for Pathfinder, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, I was, if someone likes that, I can see the appeal in it. It's just, yeah, I know absolutely. it's not, I know it's not for me. <clears throat> and that was where I tried to go with 4E. I mean, I will joke, but if someone's like 4E was my favorite edition, I will, I will just say, I'm glad you found a game that you enjoy. And uh, I'm I'm not gonna I'm never ever if I if I'm ever too in your face about it uh, please by all means do you know smack me down because no no <laughs> I understand the, the important thing is it hits you at the right time and I mean that's the same thing that happened with us and th- Cyberpunk 2013 with us and AD&D second edition with us and various other things. I mean, it, it hits you at the same time that those things hit us. Well, the me same and Co- age. What? I'm saying me and Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, I, I'm saying the same age, like we were all in college and those, I didn't, I had never played a cyber cyberpunk until I hit college. Mm. And I it was mind blowing, and I will always love 2013 and Friday Night Firefight, even though yeah. objectively 2020 was a better system. Um, <laughs> um, but certainly a less crunchy system, anyway. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, so it's it it's it's not just the game itself; it's when it's what's what you're going through when you're playing it, when it hits you, and how you're feeling when you're playing it it's not just how good the mechanics are blah 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 mm-hmm. we can talk about games now and talk about that but as far as games that we played when we were 18 19 20 that it will always there will always be an emotional connection and that is mm-hmm. absolutely positively valid yeah right uh, in, a, in a similar way, I will always love Robotech, and Robotech is quite objectively horrible. So, um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, there's there's stuff that's just special and gets an exemption. 
Right. Um, so on that note, let me ask you all this. Yeah. What are you into this week? Uh, what have I been into this week? What's, oh, let me ask you this. What's been keeping you sane this week? What, what even is this week? Uh, wow. Uh, are we trapped? Uh, are we are we trapped on the island? Is this really purgatory? <laughs> Have I, I been never, watching Lost? This again? is the bad place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, what have I been doing? Um, surviving mostly. I think. Um, honestly, I I've mentioned this before, but part of what kept me going is um, I have now watched through the rest of Kim Possible, uh, including the fourth season, which apparently I had never seen before and did not know existed. Um, yeah, yeah, the one that came after the movie. Yeah, because I thought it ended with the movie. And then that was it. And so this this last season has been a revelation, and I just finished it. I just watched the the final two-parter about, their, about graduation, where they graduate high school, uh, today, mm-hmm. this afternoon. And oh my god, it was it was so good. It was so good. And there's only one little bit that I'd kind of quibble with with about it, but other than that, I enjoyed it so much. Oh, it was so good. I don't want to talk too much in too much detail cuz spoilers uh cuz I don't know if if uh, you've seen the fourth season, but it was so worth it. Oh, I've, um, I've seen, I've the seen only, it. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. The only weird thing is, um, so the fourth season has a bunch of different plot through lines, and yet the first half of the season was clearly shown out of production order, because um, we like see her car and all that stuff, and then we get the episode where Jim and Tim build her car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Things yeah. Like that. Um, so this is this is the order in which it was shown not production order and you can definitely tell but the last half of the season it just it just goes um and i i honestly think it's it's an incredibly wonderful ending for pretty much everyone except possibly for uh one character or two characters who i just i look at it and i'm like uh no they just needed to get some kind of ending for the character so they just mm-hmm. no yeah no no she she go she goes ending does not make sense um well because she's not making out with kim and ron okay. isn't dating <laughs> senior okay, no, no, senior no, junior no senior senior junior <clears throat> see, okay i'm sorry Fran. i'm gonna sorry. say senior go senior ahead. junior and bonnie being together makes the most sense out of everything okay the most sense out of everything. Him and Ron are destined. No, 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 no. I, 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 okay. I finally saw the episode. I saw the episode where she go, goes good. And, and so before that I had, I could not see the she go Kim thing at all. Really? I can see after seeing that, I can see she go having an incredible soft spot for Kim, I do not think it's reciprocated. I think Kim and Ron really do belong together, but I also don't think Shigo and Draken belong together. And that oh, bit no. was like, and that bit was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? No, Dra- Draken is ace, and Draken is confused. 
Yeah, um, he's I, ace and gay. I, I I really loved Allie's point. She made a point to me. It's like, she goes kind of like the caregiver and Draken's kind of like the little. This week on Kim Possible Cast. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So I should move on, but that um that has definitely helped get me through. Um I, I wish I had something more interesting to talk about. Oh, and also Fran and I played um um a uh, game of uh Curse of Strahd, the uh fifth edition Ravenloft module, uh yesterday over Skype and Roll Twenty. Ooh. Yeah, yeah and uh, <clears throat> I'm impressed. I'm fairly impressed Sorry. with Roll Twenty. Um, the mm-hmm. d- dynamic lighting is cool, although there was a problem uh, with with keeping up because if you don't keep up, you have indiv- individual dynamic lighting. Um, that was cool. I mean, even though Jerry killed me again, yeah. that was really fun. I'm on my uh, fourth character now. Ooh, yeah. Curse of Strahd is, from what I understand, kind of a meat grinder. Kind of. One of which I. Re- well, okay, no. The reason that two of my characters died, two of my characters died for the same reason. They were both rogues, and they both died investigating something. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. what rogues do. I know. So. so now I'm playing a half orc fighter named Helena. <laughs> Love it. Yes. So Fran. She. Sorry. No, I was gonna say. So, Fran, what have you been into this week? What's what's kind of keeping you together? Oh, what's keeping me? Well, honestly, the love of um, the love of friends and my wife are kind of helping me stick my ragged tant- tatters of sanity together. Shout out um, to Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am married to an awesome person. Um, oh, wow. And then uh, the, but in terms of other stuff, um, gotta say Picard. Yeah, it's so good. I need to start watching it. Yeah, we are. It, we. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I have. I, we, we, we just ate it. Um, like picked it up and just, just gobbled the whole thing down. And uh, um, I can under. I, I have met a couple of people who did not enjoy it. Um, but uh. For me, it's just a it's it's a really interesting um, it's a new angle to go through the classic Trek universe from. Um, I I really do like the fact that Jean Luc Picard is now old enough that when the fights break out, he has to stay back because you know he might chip a hip. Um, and uh, <laughs> I really I really do enjoy a number of the new characters and. Uh, it has it has um a lot of darkness to it but it's not all dark and um that is really important right now um i've got all the misery i can take and yeah yeah um there's a phrase uh travis leg used it on this show to describe uh to describe this card lands which is grim bright which is it's broken but you might fix it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're watching it too. We are on episode. We tomorrow night we will be starting episode seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan. Really liking it. Um, How many are there to this season? Ten. Okay. Ten. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my. Sh- or, sorry, Fran. Are you done? 
Oh, uh, I did want to drop one more thing, which is uh, because you said you like 13th Age so very much, I dug out the haiku, which I wrote for Timothy Baker, who reviewed us on the piazza.org, and it is 13th Age. From one unique thing, I bloom. From all unique things, blooms a universe. I really like that. It's really good. I'm really glad you do. I this is my little party trick, so I'm really glad that it seems to work. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna have to try Thirteenth Age at some point. Maybe maybe, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about saying Picard, but I figured yeah. Fran would. But I, I have not. <laughs> I have not finished it yet. Um, but I, am, I haven't. I haven't started it yet. So, but I'm loving it. It's great. Um, however, I got to say something I stumbled across the other night. So the other night, uh, I couldn't sleep. My shoulder was on fire. I was just having a really shitty time. Yeah. And so I browse, I browse, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm browsing the old Netflix. And what do I come across? But a documentary called Tiger King. Everybody seems to love this thing. (laughs) This, listen. I, I don't like... Okay, I'm going to say it right up front. I do not like animals getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is not that. Like, there are mm. there are some moments, they're few and far between. They don't show anything. They discuss it. That's rough. That makes me angry. Mm-hmm. But I don't... I didn't want to stop watching. I needed to know what happened. It is fascinating. It follows the life and times and various connections of a man named Joe Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic, as I described him before the podcast, um, imagine gay Joe Dirt. Mm-hmm. And I'm not wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I believe you. This man is a predator. This man is a monster. This man has ruined the lives of several young people. Oh. If I ever get a hold of this man, he is getting a throat punch. Hmm. Um, The other issue I have with the documentary, there is a trans person in it, a trans man. Hmm. Uh Uh-huh. He does get misgendered by the production, by the crew. Why would Uh, I watch this? Because it's fascinating. I, I, I... I wish I could I wish I could explain it. I can't. I know it's not for everyone. <laughs> but I will say watching this dude end up in jail. Small spoiler, but he's you know, he starts this thing <laughs> in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Like we know where you this know is where going. this is going. <laughs> watching this dude wind up in jail satisfying is satisfying as hell and watching the people who are fighting against uh Mm -hmm. trafficking of these exotic animals Mm -hmm. is also pretty awesome uh so yeah it's 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 definitely a thing um watch the first episode and that's what i would tell you watch the first episode if it hooks you awesome if it doesn't don't worry about it but um, yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you, Liz. I have an answer. Which one 
should I start thinking about watching first? Picard or Tiger King? Oh, Picard. Watch Picard first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Watch no. Picard see, is a, Picard I, is amazing and inspiring. Mm-hmm. See, this and is, the other the, the other amazing thing about Picard, of course, is that it co stars a pit bull. And that does. you know Oh yeah. And 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 that's always important to my family. Um, <laughs> and a non and, and an amateur acting pit bull, as they point out in some of the cast well, stuff, which I mean, is really great. Because because um, um, Patrick Stewart loves them. Yeah, he started mm-hmm. he started yeah. he, he and his wife started rescuing them mm-hmm. last year. And, and Rebecca just no a couple years ago. And, and my wife yeah. just continually pulls me over and said, you got to see you got to see him. You got to see him mm-hmm. with the pit bull. <laughs> isn't so, isn't so that you? Isn't in the show? Isn't that his dog? I don't know. I'm I, not he, clear on it. The last I heard, um, he he was gonna they 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 were about to foster fail, um, their first pit. Foster fail is basically you know you're the foster, but the dog is not going anywhere, and you adopt the dog. Um, yeah, yeah. And he he was unable to do it because they live half the year in England. And in the UK, they do not allow pit bulls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they breed specific legislation against them. So I don't know if he owns one or not. I know he loves them to death. Yeah. As do I. As do I. My buddy is the best. Your buddy no is offense the best. To my, no, no offense to Maya because she is also the best. Maya is also the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I love – yeah, I love Buddy too. <laughs> They're all good dogs. Brent? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um so folks, where sorry can what's uh Fran, would you wanna you wanna plug some pluggables? Sure, Please let's do. do that thing. Um so first of all, you can find the book that I co wrote with my wife, Vigilant Through Shadows and Dreams, book one. Um, wherever fine ebooks are sold, and in particular, you can get a print edition if you want one through Drive Through Fiction. Um, and also on Drive Through, you can find our Scarlands calendar, which is handy if you don't happen to have a what is it a a 25 day month calendar with with 400 days in the year handy someplace else. Um, with two moons, and, don't forget the two moons. And the two moons, which we have the cycles charted, even though one of them is obstinate about it. Um, and now you on drive through, you can actually find a ready to run pretty much everything you need adventure, uh, which is one of our new uh, vigilant training missions uh, sessions. So it's a short adventure, comes with pre-rolled, pre-made characters that you can just step into and and immediately run, and a setting that even if you don't want the module, you may want to get just to be able to have a really, really neat cast of characters and a fun uh, location to go uh, uh, with your campaign on the Blood Sea. And that just came out this past week. And, and we're it's very fun proud as it. hell. It's fun as hell. I have played it, and I can mm-hmm. say it's really enjoyable. But you got to give the whole title. Uh, oh yes, that's right. The subtitle is also important. Um, uh, the subtitle is uh, uh, the the full title is Vigilant Training Mission Maritime uh, Maritime Patrol, or Oh boy, what a bloody ordeal. <clears throat> okay. And, um, 
Yeah. B U O Y. B U O Y. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well worth I, well worth checking into. And you can find me on Twitter at Ronald Valor. Yeah, one one more thing about the module is it contains an exquisite, um, exquisitely detailed map of a galleon, and um, hmm. which can be used. Oh yeah. For you know, you can just pull it out and use it for a generic ship for any mm-hmm. anything. Um, the, yeah. Yeah. That was kind of my point, and part of my point. Yeah. The uh, uh, the um, the the Dramianu, the the ship of Captain Horacio Saltun, who it's uh, his accent that I am uh, performing here is from <laughs> Termana, which is very far away. Uh, his ship is in the book in great detail, and you can use in many campaigns. Um, and I should also, slightly more seriously, just very quickly point out that um, we shamelessly stole the deck plans uh, with intent and some collaboration with uh, Tabletop Things, which is a wonderful Etsy store that does uh, laser-cut wooden models. And our galleon and their galleon are one-to-one, and you can use the one for the other. Oh, and nice. The mo- and, and, their, and their model is incredible. Uh, can I ask you a question about, uh, about your captain? Mm, uh, I yes. Um, is is your captain Hondo Anaka? Um, I don't think so. That name is very familiar, but no. He okay. the the point of the the point of the Horacio Saltun um, accent, and we talk about how to do a good accent for him in the book. Is this should not be a recognizable accent? If you're you know if you're doing a a bad Spanish accent or German or or anything, uh, you're doing it wrong and you might even be insulting people. The point of this is to take a bunch of sounds that you don't think go together and cobble it together. So basically what I do is I kind of take a mixture of Portuguese, French, and Italian and hammer them <laughs> into each other all at right angles. And uh, that that's how it gets you the idea that this is from continent... That's not a connect to where you're from at all. I, lo- I love it. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so, and where can where can people find you? Uh, as she I said, said didn't you? Uh, uh, oh, did Twitter you? I'm sorry. At, well, I'll go through it real quick. Uh, on Facebook, just as me, and on Twitter as at Ronald and Valor. Okay, and Cassie, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Tip Transformed, and uh, unfortunately, at this moment, I have nothing to plug. <laughs> Wish I did. Uh, no, well, you have you have pictures of Buddy to plug. Yeah, well, you know. No, those are a commodity that is precious. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, sleeping butster. I I will I will say that um, a, a award-winning cartoonist. And writer Dylan McConnus completely agrees with you. Um, <laughs> she was she was bummed that she wasn't going to make it to a convention I was at this year because that would mean that she couldn't peruse all my latest photos of Buddy. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I have a fun uh, a fun Maya fact we discovered. Oh, really? Uh, she sleeps with her eyes open. Yeah, Buddy oh sometimes gosh. does. Buddy it sometimes does that too. <laughs> freaked me out. <laughs> 
I <laughs> I was ready to I almost yeah it was bad for about five seconds mm-hmm. until she kind of shook out of it and went kind of like unblepped her tongue. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah, um, they want you to they want you to think they're awake and paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have mastered that for meetings. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, wh- where can we find you, Liz? Mm. Uh, in addition to sulking through your pantry, uh, <laughs> organizing it because that's what I do now. Just be careful mm-hmm. about social distancing. Remember, six feet away. Six oh, feet away. I have yeah, uh, I have I have a taser on the end of a six foot stick, so it shouldn't uh, be a excellent. problem. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter at little underscore Lizzie twenty two. Um, I'm still mad that I didn't get. Just little, little underscore Lizzie. So bitter, but we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fight through that. Maybe and someday. Maybe someday. Um, much like the plot of Tiger King, I too am working on a murder for hire scheme. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and to anyone uh, in law enforcement who is listening, she is joking. <laughs> 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 Anyway, anyway, uh, Cassie, where can people find us on uh, on the interwebs? Oh, well, they can find us on Facebook at uh, at Tabletop Transmissions. It's uh, three words, but if you start typing it in, it'll probably populate for you. Um, they can find us on Twitter at trans at transmissions. But listen to Liz very carefully, because as you all know, she spelled, I spelled it wrong. It wrong. Uh, we are at T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-T-I-O-N-S. And we can be found on iTunes and Podbean and um, Podcast Amalgamator uh, gen- software things. No one even Generally, about. any podcatcher you're using, we can be found on. Okay. I did, mm-hmm. I did hear that some people were having problems, but I have no idea. I don't know anything about this stuff. Um, and uh, if you, especially if you listen to us or pull us in from iTunes, if you could leave us a star review, uh, even if it's not a good one, that would be nice because it does help with their algorithms. And please, please, I beg of you, comments, questions, complaints. We, we have, have, I will say, we have one starred review. I don't know do. who did it. But it's a five star review. Mm. Oh, whoever that was, thank you, thank you a lot for that. That's really nice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but we would love to get feedback because um, a because it will help us make the show better, and b because um, again we can talk about <laughs> your um, your uh, questions or your comments on the show, yeah. and 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 that'd be neat. <laughs> yeah, we want to do what you guys want to do. Okay, folks. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, folks.